Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms and Sales Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina. Today, we'll be discussing how your customer needs should be important to your organization. While this should go without saying, it's easy to lose sight of your customer focus. Why is it critical to regularly talk to your customers or potential customers and listen to make sure you're filling a need or providing something they lack? Lynn, would you like to answer first? All right, I'll take the first crack at this. Um, I think the reason is threefold. Um, One, uh, you need to stay on top of the evolving marketplace. Um, Your customers are a great resource. and for letting you know what your competitors are developing, uh, refining, and launching. So number two, uh, the needs of your customers will change over time. Everything changes. So what they lack, what will motivate or influence them, what they need. Um, So keeping in mind that everything changes and you want to be out in front to capitalize on those changes. And number three, while you are building your dialogue with your customers, which includes, you know, finding out what's going on, you're adding to your relational capital because after all, it's a relationship. Um, you're maintaining your conversation. Um, and, you know, this this whole dialogue, it, it helps you from ever being, you know, like being blindsided. Like all of a sudden you find out they've had a major change within the organization and they're making a big pivot and, you're going to be left out standing in the rain, right? And it, on the other flip side, it opens opportunities so that you can grow your business. So keeping that customer focus and maintaining that dialogue is really vital. Uh, Tina, I know you feel strongly about this. Well, I do. Uh, you know, if, if you're not talking with your client, somebody else is. Yeah. Uh, so if you really want to stay relevant and I don't care how many lunches and dinners or whatever else that that you may have with this uh, with this client, uh, it doesn't mean that you are actually on top of other issues that are taking place. And that's why it's critical to to keep talking and to keep your ear to the ground and and find out all you can um, and read as much as you can about what's going on in the industry. It's really important. Um, but having having those conversations and when you're listening and actively listening, um, make sure that you're picking up the little bits and pieces of what's going on within the organization itself. Maybe this person is getting ready to, to uh, maybe they're going to jump ship to, to Lynn's point or somebody else comes in and has a stronger relationship. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're completely out. You go, wow, what happened? I just had lunch. We just had dinner. We had a great relationship. Uh, business is business. And you really need to um, focus in on what is important to your client. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that constant, constant dialogue uh, mm-hmm. to, to really stay on top of things. And, and to your point, you know, doing the research, asking questions, you know, as you mm-hmm. see things, uh, you hear about things, you know, and uh, so you can, you know, how is that going to uh, impact um, what you're already working with on them? Right. How is it going to change the picture? Yeah. Exactly. How do you improve your customer focus and relevance? Tina, what ideas can you share? 
Well, you want to stay relevant and you stay relevant by keeping abreast of innovation and change in both your industry and your clients. Um, we, Lynn and I have experience working in a, in a, a wide, a vast array of, of different industries um, and, and a service, either service oriented or intangible or tangible items. You want to be able to be in front of that conversation so that you're always bringing new information to your customer. You're helping your customer, your client to be um, well-versed and you stay well-versed by reading, taking a, a, a look at what's happening in the industry. I also look at changes in personnel at competition of my clients. You know, find out what's going on. Hey, did you know that so-and-so was leaving or, or this position? I also look into what other clients are doing that are in the same industry to help build that. Um, well, Lynn loves to, to, to really it, it likes the term and, and, I, and it resonates is that capital relationship, right? Or relationship capital. I'm sorry. See, I can't even say it right, Lynn. You're yeah. so much better at that. <laughs> Relational capital. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but it's also, it's important to have metrics. You want to find a way to measure your success and your um, your value and to find some sustainability with that and to tweak things every now and then in order to measure and 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 every situation is different um, but but I, if, if you can have some metrics towards that which helps both you and your company and your customer and their company um, to to make sure that these relationships and that the the products and services that you're working with and the programs that you're working with are aligned Lynn, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to, my twist on this is that to improve your customer focus and relevance is to make them the center of the story. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, the, it's the story or the dialogue and that you are nurturing and that draws them in and keeps them engaged. Uh, stories are powerful and they communicate why your products or services matter to your customers. To your point, Tina, it could be, you know, the metrics, what's been happening and what are the success stories and how is this performing, you know, you know, keeping them engaged in that story. And uh, I think another important thing is the reciprocity that is plays yes. a key role. I like that. Yes, yeah. because you need to be giving of yourself and that can be advice referrals, rich content, um, and in turn, you're asking for information and your client reciprocates. So that's mm -hmm. improving that customer focus. Um, and it's so important that you pay attention to the spoken and the unspoken signals. Mm -hmm. um, and when you, 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 by that active listening that you talked about, Tina, when you hear that, you pause and you reframe the conversation because you've recognized that there's more to the story mm -hmm. and there are aspects that could be vital uh, for the continuation of your mutually beneficial mm -hmm. relationship. So exactly. you've got to be paying attention. Um, and, you know, I want to clients, even with this reciprocity, they won't necessarily volunteer important details, um, but they will provide you clues. And mm -hmm. The clues are what you notice and 
then you, when you can maintain that focus on the dialogue because you can ask the right questions that then will get the answers. And it really, at the end of the day, improving your customer focus is it comes down to developing a deeper connection to your customers. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. why it's so valuable. And, and to keep it's it's to be able to stay as as you've stated, Lynn, is to to keep the your client in it, it, that that's the end goal right there is is helping your client to succeed. And when you do that, we succeed, right? Yep, yep. absolutely. Very well said. How quickly must you respond to critical issues, Lynn? What's your best advice? Well, the obvious answer is immediately, um, but that response is going to vary greatly um, depending upon the nature of the issue, uh, your product or service, and the industry you're in. Uh, in some cases, acknowledging the issue along with con uh, communicating your general remorse where appropriate um, is, is really what you need to do for that first step to just get that out there. And, you know, obviously you're, you are remorseful that an issue occurred um, because it's, it could have a potentially negative impact, right? On your sales and your relationship with the client. Um, and that may be all you need to, to get started and then assemble a comprehensive response. And so I really feel that these are the most important two things, acknowledgement, an expression of sincere concern. Uh, I mean, from the client needs to hear that, but they also need to hear. Um, they hear, need to hear that immediately, but they also need to hear that you're going to come back and you're going to have a solution. I mean, so regardless of the situation, of the, that quality of communication, providing a solution and a plan for resolution um, they need to be the key components of your response at, you know, following the immediate, uh, you know, um, acknowledgement that you made. Then when you get to your response, those are components th that must be included so that you're doing all the heavy lifting, um, not them. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> right, Tina? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it, all, all critical issues are the issues on the side of sales, not so much on the client, regardless. And yeah, we always yeah. have to take that responsibility on. And how quickly? Immediately. I am relationships and business relationships are terrific as long as everything is moving along. Which your challenge is as soon as there's a problem, that's when you know the quality of your relationship. That's when it's the quality from a sales perspective for you to come in and address issues and find solutions for them. Now, I do caution, and Lynn and I have some some um, history here on 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 a on a, on a client and, and how we as a team re were going to respond to um, an issue, um, a delivery issue. But while you want to acknowledge immediately, in my opinion, we need to have a solution in place. Again, not making this the customer's or the client's issue. You want to give them options or solutions. And if you don't have one immediately, we need to get out in front of it and say, hey, I think we have, a, we, we have something uh, that's an issue. I'll be back to you in X amount of time, and we'll have more information for you. But you do not 
want to be that salesperson that is picking up the phone and hearing from the client that something wasn't delivered when it was supposed to be because you weren't on top of it or that that's something right you don't want to be you don't want to have to be in that reactive you always want to be proactive in my opinion oh yeah when yeah. You want to, yeah yeah i mean and there are times that of course you you can't be other than reactive but what's mm -hmm. important is that um you know you get the facts you know and right. you immediately acknowledge the situation that it's serious that you are concerned that you're on top of it um mm -hmm. and that right there can calm the client down and that can re reset that that relational capital you've built lets mm -hmm. them know okay they're they're going to take care of this i can calm down i can take a step back you know and you're and then whatever you do um when you tell them that you're going to have an answer back at x amount <laughs> make that time. I mean, sort of you're being in the hospital yeah, and I sure do, that better. you know, you make that. You're calling time. them. Right. And if you yeah. don't have an answer, you at least say, this is what we've done so far. And we're still right. working through That's these fine. next steps, but mm -hmm. do not miss whatever commitment you made. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, that there's, that's so important. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and absolutely, you've got to do the heavy lifting. There's nothing more you can do than push this back on the client um, to, to permanently damage a relationship uh, because you just threw out your credibility. Um, oh, and yeah. uh, right there, you know, everything that you've worked towards just went out the window. So, right, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. You both made excellent points there. We have just one more question, and it comes from Bet in Rockport, Maine. Bet asks, we're missing a key piece our potential customers are looking for. How do I get management to listen to the feedback I'm receiving? Thank you for your question, Bet. Tina, how would you address this situation? Hi, Bet. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what your communication style is at um with with your with your organization with your company um do you have regular meetings do you have regular sales meetings um where you can share information do you get together with your fellow sales uh people and and talk through um things that are going on in the industry and and what feedback you're getting uh many times it helps to put something in writing a memo to your um, uh, sales manager or supervisor and say this is what I'm hearing I'm wondering if anybody else is hearing this bring it up in meetings um, there's also what's being used quite a bit today are customer surveys and if you truly feel that management is not listening to your your questions or your your ideas you might suggest having a customer survey which is terrific for any company to get feedback to to provide feedback from their customers on hey how are we doing um, and but they got to be ready to to take action on it um, but customer surveys are key and I know Lynn you you believe in those yeah. customer surveys yeah hear this question bet um, it sounds like to your point that Tina you I mean, maybe she's probably tried to share the information um, mm -hmm. about what her either the customer or potential customer here has shared. Mm -hmm. And so I would go back to that. Is this key piece, whatever it is, something your organization already has in your wheelhouse? Um, do you have the capabilities and the resources to address it? Um, 
are any of the other salespeople discovering the same missing piece in their client conversations? Mm-hmm. Because the, the flip is that, is it an outlier, uh, completely outside of your primary business? So, you know, if we get back to those, if it's, the answer is yes to any of those first three, um, it's in your wheelhouse, it's something that you can do, other salespeople are, are, are discovering the same thing, then what, then you need to absolutely make sure that you get the focus of sales management on this because this is important. Um, I, one idea, there's a lot of different ways because if they're not hearing you, you could invite your largest potential client in for a tour um, or a, a lunch and make sure that management is included in that, that they're going to be walking through the tour and that you can then ask the question, bring it up as part of the conversation and make sure that management can hear that as part of that meeting. Um, because it is something that it, it, it sounds like it's a, a concern for the long-term success of the organization. And, um, you know, the next thing is to really sit down with your management and to Tina's point in a sales meeting, um, you know, address this um, and ask for their guidance on how to respond. Um, so, and, and it really does depend upon the culture of your organization. Tina talked about that, the leadership. Um, but at the end of the day, that relationship with your management, it's a relationship. So um, yeah, and internal relational capital is just as important as your external. So how you, you know, you want to do it in an open uh, manner. I mean, you want to be proactive. I mean, this isn't a place where you're whining or attacking or, you know, any, it, it, right. it's, it's got to be positive. It's, right. you know, so how you approach it, you know, is very important, especially if you've got management who, it says that it seems sort of like maybe they're not listening or maybe you haven't asked them yet. So those are sort of where I, I'm coming from with this. Yeah, and it, it, there's also, Lynn, it's a really good point. It is, is what your the, the, the potential customer is looking for, is that part of what your product or service offers or is that within, to, to using Lynn's um, terminology, is it in the wheelhouse? Or is this something that is something new that has to be built out? And what is that going to take? Right. Um, and and if and when you finally have that conversation with management, management may just not be ready to make that change in their business model, right, in order to offer this additional product or service. Yeah. And if that's the case, then, then it it provides an opportunity for you to help find that other or to to make some suggestions not that you want to lose that business but if if i'd I'd much rather have a warm handoff than someone just stop talking to me altogether and go someplace else and then i'm i'm completely out of the loop right Um, but management also has to understand that if if they don't make this if they don't do this, if they don't address this, they are going to lo- lose out on additional opportunities. Yeah, yeah. There's so uh, many different things. Yeah. There's so many different ways, and and to have it in writing, and to know that you really tried to do it, so it doesn't come back later that well, why? Oh, we didn't know about this. Well, <laughs> actually, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Now that's a whole other podcast, I think. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, good luck, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you, Lynn and Tina, for your excellent advice. 
I hope it will help BET and anyone else aiming to fill in the gaps in order to meet their customers' needs. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. 